Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today, we're focusing on the topic, Oh, I want to be like Jesus, based on our reading of Psalm chapter 35, verse 12 to 14. Let us hear what the word of the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was stark cloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned into my own bosom. I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourned for his mother. Only those who desire to be like Jesus will be the kind will be kind and affectionate to those who say all manner of evil about them. When people in the church, at work, at school and in the community rise up against us and say all manner of evil about us, David reminds us in Psalm chapter 35, 12 to 14, about the way we should act. He said, They rewarded me with evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned into my own bosom. I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. When we examine carefully what David said, this action is consistent with the command Jesus gave in Matthew 5, verse 40, verse 43 and 44. You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despisefully use you and persecute you. What God is asking us to do in these passages of Scripture goes totally against our carnal nature. Our carnal nature will always want to retaliate against those who have done us wrong. This nature will always want to employ the saying, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But this mentality goes totally against the spiritual nature of God. Do you notice that during the hours leading up to the crucifixion of Jesus, he never once retaliated to the, to the treatment he was given by the guards? They spat on his face and he did nothing. They called him names and he did nothing. They pierced him in the side with a spear and he said not a word. Only words, the only words we hear Jesus saying to his, to his father about those who were treating him so badly were, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Today, David is reminding us to follow the example of Jesus. Go down in sackcloth and ashes for those who rise up against us. Pray for those who say all manner of evil against us. Do good for those who continue to gossip about us behind our back. Today, God is, wants us to extend the love of God to those who continue to do us wrong because by doing so, we will be demonstrating to the world 
that our carnal nature is dead and our spiritual nature is alive. Matthew Henry, in his commentary on this passage of scripture, he said the following, How tenderly and with what a cordial affection he had behaved towards them in their affliction. They were sick. Note, even the palaces and courts of the princes are not exempt from the jurisdiction of death and the visitation of sickness. Now when these people are sick, one, David mourn for them and sympathize with them in their grief. They were not related to him. He was under no obligation to them. He would lose nothing by their death, but perhaps be a gainer by it. And yet, he behaved himself as though they had been his nearest relations, purely from a principle of compassion and and humanity. David was a man of war and of a bold, stout spirit, and yet was thus susceptible of the impressions of sympathy, forgot the bravery of the heroes, and seemed wholly made up of love and pity. It was a rare composition of hardiness and tenderness, courage and compassion in the same breast. Observe, he mourned as for a brother or mother, which intimates that it is our duty and well becomes us to lay to heart the sickness and sorrow and death of our near relations. Those that do not are justly stigmatized as without natural affection. Two, he prayed for them. He discovered not only the tender affection of a man, but the pious affections of a saint. He was concerned for their precious soul and since he helped them with his prayers to God for mercy and grace and the prayers of one who had so great an interest in heaven were of more value than perhaps they knew or considered. With with his prayers, he joined humiliation and self-affliction both in his diet and in his dress. He clothed himself with sackcloth, thus expressing his grief not only for their affliction, but for their sin. For this was the guise and practice of a penitent. We ought to mourn for the sins of those that do not mourn for them themselves. His fasting also put an hedge upon his prayer and was an expression of the fervor of it. He was so intent in his devotion that he had no appetite to meat, nor would allow himself time for eating. My prayer returned into my own bosom. I had the comfort of having done my duty and of having approved myself a loving neighbor though I could not thereby win upon them nor make them my friend. We shall not lose by the good offices we have done to any, how ungrateful soever they are. For our rejoicing will be this, the testimony of our conscience. End of quote.
I pray that we will ask the Holy Spirit to help us to be like Jesus, kind and affectionate with one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, and praying for one another. This is what God expected from his followers as they emulate his character to others. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the word and the reminder today that we need to be like you. Help us, Lord, to surrender, to place our lives in your hands so we can make those changes in our character so we can be like you, we pray, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled day.